So eventually, me and white boy Sean get Chris back onto the boat. We get in there, and we're exhausted. But the boat is still moving. So I finally get myself together, and I go up to the boat, and I said, okay, I'm going to turn it. Because, Donovan, clearly you are a stupid idiot, and you do not know how to work a simple boat. So I get on the seat, right, and I start turning this thing, right? I start turning, turning. It's not turning to the point where now I've turned it so much, it's stuck. It's stuck. And granted, granted, I'm a little frustrated. Granted, I'm a little perturbed. Granted, I'm a little tired. So I yank this steering wheel. I yank it like it's nobody's business. And I just yank it completely off the hinges. And now this steering wheel is just loosey-goosey. But it is not turning anything. Ladies and gentlemen, we are sailing straight towards rocks and a pier. When I say rocks and a pier, I mean legitimate big old rocks that are holding up a pier that if we are going at this rate to hit these rocks, we are not only going to destroy this boat, we might not make it out of this in one piece, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Out of Character Podcast. Introducing your host, Brian Colbert. Welcome, world, welcome to another episode of the greatest podcast in the world. My favorite podcast, your favorite podcast, your mama's favorite podcast, the out of character podcast ladies and gentlemen this is episode 38 episode 38 of the out of character podcast as always i am your host brian colbert my friends call me bc you can call me bc too if you're listening if you're listening we appreciate you for listening if you are a first time listener welcome follow like subscribe do all that good stuff if you're a returning listener, welcome back. We thank you for being here. We thank you for subscribing. We thank you for sharing. Thank you for being a part of 38 episodes of the Out of Character Podcast. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching, even if you're listening, I might sound a little different. If you're watching, I might look a little different. Maybe a little more handsome. Maybe a little more distinguished. Maybe a certain type of glow about me. And ladies and gentlemen, that is because... I just turned 30. I just turned 30 years old. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I just had a birthday. And let me tell you, I celebrated like it was nobody's business. I had something planned for like three or four straight weeks, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you all about it because that's what we're here for, right? Y'all want to hear about what I got going on. I like hearing about what y'all got going on. So let's get right into it. So first things first, all of August, I got to have my little man here for his summer break. And I know one month doesn't sound like a lot, but that's all he gets. He goes to school year round and that poor kid only gets one month of summer. But let me tell you, we turned up. He had basketball camp. He won a championship at basketball camp, his first championship. He hit the game winner. We put work in, man. We worked on all kind of drills. We got football done. And we also had a lot of fun, man. We had a blast, and I was so proud of my little man. And I took him back to Nebraska because he started first grade. 
Ladies and gentlemen, yes, I have a first grader on my hands. And let me tell you, there is nothing that makes you feel your age more than having a child and watching them get older. I cannot believe he is about to be seven years old. I cannot believe my young self has a first grade little boy. But let me tell you, he is awesome. He is a rock star and he is getting older so fast. But but I love it, right? Like I miss him being a baby because, of course, it was like the cutest thing in the world. But I love the fact that he's getting older because our conversations they mature we get to talk about things that you know I was probably talking to my dad about so it's just been so dope so that was really a dope way to like end my 20s right just being with my little man and getting to spend time with him and then after I dropped him off I came back and me and director Lex took a trip to Costa Rica yes a trip to Costa Rica and I had to pay for it director Lex footed the bill it was a birthday gift to me and let me tell you we had a blast, man. I've never relaxed so much in my life. And for me, at this point in my life, and maybe it's just being 30, the relaxing part of a vacation is what I need. I don't sleep much, right? I, I'm constantly working. I'm constantly getting after it, which is a blessing, right? God has blessed me with the ability to be able to work and not need much sleep to get by. But let me tell you, when I get these vacations... I like doing little activities. I like having some adventures. But let me tell you, I enjoy the sleep immensely. And, oh, man, the room was crazy. We had a pool in the room, a jacuzzi in the room. You just walked out and you could see the ocean and the mountains. There was monkeys jumping around, climbing all over the place, just having a blast. Let me tell you, I've never seen nothing like it. But it definitely, like, raised my bar of vacations. Like, from here on out, I can only take vacations that are lavish like that. Oh, it was an amazing experience and I'm so grateful. Shout out to Director Lex for always taking care of me, for always loving your boy and for always being there for me. I appreciate it so, so much. But I wasn't done. Costa Rica wasn't it, ladies and gentlemen. I had decided to do something I've never done for my birthday and take a guy's trip. Now, if y'all know me, y'all know normally for my birthday, I go to Cali, right? I go to some city in Cali because I just like being there. It's not a very expensive trip and I could do all the things I like to do on vacation in California. And I know the weather's going to be good for the most part. So I said, you know what? Instead of it just being me, I'm going to invite the homeboys. You know what? We're all getting older. This might be the last chance for all of us to do something like this. Cause you know, brothers is getting married. Brothers is having families. Brothers already got kids. Brothers is having kids. So much is going on now that we are in our 30s. And I'm actually like the last one to turn 30. So I understand that, listen, moments like this are not going to come very often. Especially, too, we all working, right? We all have careers. We can't just take off of work, right? So, I'm like, you know what? We're going to all get together and we just going to have a blast because, for me, this is like my last hurrah, right? Like, I barely ever go out. I don't really do much, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get all my boys together and we going to make these moves. So, me and my partners, we all went to San Diego. Now, this trip initially was supposed to be like a little more turned up, like we were supposed to be making moves. But because all of us is older, because most of us is parents, because most of us work all the time, we honestly just ended up resting and chilling most of the trip as well. Which was cool, which was very, very cool to me because, like I said, I like resting, I like relaxing. And it seems like all the other brothers that went had a great time, too. Now, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop because the trips ain't stopped. But I'm going to stop there in San Diego because... There is nothing like tragedy. There is nothing like things going absolutely terribly wrong for you to understand that, you know what? I might just be too old for this shit. And let me tell you, that happened in San Diego thanks to my beloved friends.
And I don't know what it is about water and my friend group, but for some reason, when I decide to mix my friends and water activities, things go terribly wrong. Now, for my birthday, I'm like, you know what, man? I want to do something I ain't never done before. I want to try something different. I got the homies with me. What can we do to all just get together, chill out, vibe out, and just, you know, get away and not have nobody bothering us? We just hanging out. Because, like I said, we trying to relax. We trying to get some R&R in. In my head, I'm like, boom, let's get a boat. Let's get a boat and ride around San Diego. Like, yo, the water's beautiful. The weather's nice. Let's get a boat. And it honestly was, was very easy to get a boat. I didn't need to get... A driver, they just rent you out a boat. I didn't need a license, which, let me be honest, you know, all of these things maybe would have been red flags to other people, but not to me. You know, I was like, you know what? I can drive a boat. I drive a vehicle. How hard could a boat be, right? So, a brother got a boat. Made sure I got the insurance on the boat, though, because, you know, I've never driven said boat. But let me tell you, it wasn't really that hard, right? We get the boat, we rent it out, we get it out to the water, and the boat's moving, right? It's cool. It's, it has like a speed limit control so it doesn't go too fast but it picks up a nice speed and we vibing the weather's nice we got bottles we chilling we vibing on the water everything is good right we having a good old time and i had the boat for about four hours that's how long we rented it because we had other things to do the rest of the day you know when you on water it wears you out it makes you really really tired and let me tell you like we was turned up like we was having a blast. I don't think any of us have ever done anything like that before. So we're jumping in the water. We're swimming. We're seeing other boats go by. We're yelling. We're saying what's up. We're popping bottles. We taking flicks. We jamming. We just having a blast because the boat, of course, has a speaker. So we bumping. We having a good old time. My boy Meeks, shout out Meeks on the streets. My man's curating the vibes, playing the music, and we're having a blast. So much so that as it starts to get to that time to where okay we have to go back and dock brothers don't really want to leave like we're kind of just kind of just dragging it out having our last fun really you know listening to the last bit of music that we really want you know our favorite songs you know just really taking in the moment before we leave brothers just jumping in the pool one more time and finally we decide to say you know what it's time to go you know we're actually running a little late at this point you know we say f it we're just gonna go so we start trying to get the boat to go and everything's working. I'm driving for the most part. I've been driving for the most part. Um, I'm not really, I'm not a big drinker, so I'm not really like turning up on that level so I can drive and still have a great time. You know, we're, we're having a blast. So I'm driving us back and Meeks plays this song called Dreams and Nightmares. Now, if you're not familiar with Dreams and Nightmares, it's a Meek Mill song. Most people listening should be familiar with this song. But if you're not familiar with it, it it's like an intro that like develops into a song. And it builds up. Like it builds, it builds, it builds. And like it builds up to the point where like the minute the beat drops, it's just such a crazy, it's like a hood anthem, right? Not even just a hood anthem. It's just a, a cultural anthem. Like you hear it in the club all the time. It's just a big deal. So when people hear this song, they go so crazy to it because it's just such a legendary verse by Meek Mill. So we leaving and that's the song Meeks decides to play. So Meeks starts playing and everybody starts going crazy. Hey yo, slow, slow. We want to stand on the boat. Stop driving. Slow down, slow down. And I'm like, bet, alright, this is the last song. This is the last turn up. Alright, I'm going to park it right here. We're in the middle of the water. Ain't nobody around. Alright, brothers start going crazy. So brothers is rapping the song, getting the lyrics wrong because they drunk. You know what I'm saying? Just turning up. Just the full level of turned upness, right? And when the beat drops, 
one of my friends names Chris, right? I don't think I've ever introduced the podcast people to Chris, but Chris is like my childhood best friend, right? We grew up together. Our families have been stationed at almost like all the same bases. And like, so we ended up just growing up together, which is really where in military like lifestyles. So Chris is on the boat and he's like, he's really, really turned up, right? Like he loves this song. He's going crazy. And as soon as the beat drop, Chris goes crazy, rips his shirt off, which also has his life vest on, rips it off and jumps off the boat, does a flip into the water, which let me tell you, like it was the coolest thing in the world. Like the most rock star thing I've ever seen anybody do. Like even when I saw that, I was like, oh damn, that was dope as And all of us was going crazy. We was like, ah, that's so dope, that's so dope. I went like, all right, bro, get back to the boat, get back to the boat. And like I said, I had stopped the boat, but not like completely like shut it down. So we're still like floating. Like we had anchor or nothing like that. Cause of course we're not expecting anybody to jump off of the boat. So the boat is still moving. Now let me tell y'all disclaimer, right? Like, like I said, me and Chris grew up together. Like we went to the same swim lessons. Like we graduated from the same swim schools. All of that, right? So I already know this brother can swim. So when he jumps into the water, I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm like, all right, let's just take off. He gonna get back to the boat. We gonna chill, blah, blah. But ladies and gentlemen, that was not the case. Before I know it, all of a sudden, Chris is screaming, help, help, he's in the water. Now he's not like drowning, but you can tell he cannot swim to the boat and the boat is leaving and i'm sure in his mind the boat was leaving at a rapid rate right like he was never gonna catch this boat in his mind now to be honest my, my friend chris is not in the best shape like he's not in the greatest shape and i'm sure this was a testament to that i'm sure he understands this and hopefully this was a wake-up call for him because he was not in the water very long not in the water very long at all and i don't remember us having eight like i said we've been on the boat for four hours and we didn't have a look of food on there so i'm not sure what could have caused this to happen but he was done for so we have another friend on the boat named white boy sean now, that's why i call him it's all love it's no disrespect he knows i call him that we just call him white boy sean because he's just the white boy in the group right the white boy in the group is, is like a big deal like when you got a bunch of black people and then you got that one white boy that's with you especially when you go to the university of nebraska he went to college with us it was a big deal so we've always called him white boy sean so the one thing about white boy sean was he was a collegiate swimmer yes ladies and gentlemen an actual professional swimmer like i used to go to his swim meets and everything this is my guy so Sean, dude, takes his stuff off, dives right in, right? Dives right in to go save Chris. Now, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, Chris is definitely good. Like, he has a swimmer with him. Sean was literally a lifeguard. Like, that was his summer job when we was in high school. He went to high school with us and college with us. He was a lifeguard. So, I'm like, okay, he's got this. Wrong again. Wrong again. Sean is not okay either. Now, Sean is calling for me. Brian, Brian. And now, they're both in there, and they both cannot make it back to the boat. So, now I'm like, oh, shoot. So, now I'm about to jump in. But then, Austin and Meeks. Austin and Meeks, my friends. Y'all have seen Austin and Meeks on the You Better Ask Somebody of Nebraska. They stopped me. They say, Brian, stop, stop, stop. Don't make the same mistake they did. Put your life vest on. Now, at this point, I feel like I'm moving in slow motion because I'm like, oh, I'm trying to find the life vest and try to do all this. And my friends are calling for me and nobody else is doing anything on this boat, right? I'm not sure if anybody else on this boat is that strong of a swimmer. So we're like, okay, I'm going to dive in. You guys get the boat stopped. Turn the boat around. Get it stopped. 
So I get the life vest on and I dive in. Not only do I have my life vest on, but I got three other life vests with me, right? I'm like, you know what? We're going to be super safe. We're going to bring all of this with us. So I jump in. I swim over there. Now I'm not a strong swimmer. But I like to think I take good care of myself. I like to think I keep myself in shape. So this was my moment, right? This was my moment. This is what I've been training for, right? I don't know why I work out all the time. I don't know why I keep myself in such great shape. But let me tell you, this was my moment. So I'm in there. I'm swimming. I'm in there. I get to my boy. I said, you know what, my brother? You good? Relax. We are going to get you back to this boat. I'm calm. I'm cool. I'm collected. I done handed out the life vest. I done made sure everybody's afloat and we good. And now we're swimming, right? So I'm carrying my boy on one arm. You know what I'm saying? Me and Sean are both kind of just helping guide him back to the boat. This isn't a little guy. It's, my friend isn't a little guy. Like I said, he's not in the best shape either. So this isn't a small task, right? I'm trying to paint you a picture. So we're going to the boat, and I'm not really paying attention to the boat, right? I'm more looking at my friend trying to keep him calm because he's panicking. He's freaked out. He's like, man, nah, nah, man. Nah, don't push me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, I got to push you. We got to move, man. I can't sit here and tread forever. Now all of us are going to be stuck in the water. But... What I'm not noticing is that the boat isn't getting any closer to us. Now, my cousin Donovan, who was also on the boat, this brother is like 6'6". Why he wasn't the one to jump in the water, I have no idea. Because I feel like with his long extremities, he could have stayed on the boat and just like put a leg out. And Chris could have grabbed it and brought him back in. But he didn't jump at all. He acted like he didn't see it, right? So at this point, he's just still on the boat. So I have already instructed him to turn the boat, right? But the boat is not turning. And I'm yelling, Donovan, what are you doing? Why isn't the boat turning? And Chris is like, He's not turning it. And I'm like, I know. And Chris is like, he's not turning it. And I'm like, Donovan, turn the boat. And we're just screaming at him. And Donovan's looking back at us. And he's like, I am turning the boat. I am turning the boat. And we're like, you're clearly not turning the boat. The boat is leaving us. We're seeing the boat leave. And he's like, no, I'm turning it. I'm turning it. And we do see him motioning the wheel. He is turning the steering wheel. But this boat is not turning. So we have to muscle up some more strength and really just swim faster. So eventually, me and white boy Sean get Chris back onto the boat. We get in there and we're exhausted, but the boat is still moving. So I finally get myself together and I go up to the boat and I said, okay, I'm gonna turn it because Donovan, clearly you are a stupid idiot and you do not know how to work a simple boat. So I get on the seat, right? And I start turning this thing, right? I start turning, turning, it's not turning. To the point where now I've turned it so much, it's stuck. It's stuck. And granted, granted, I'm a little frustrated. Granted, I'm a little perturbed. Granted, I'm a little tired. So I yank this steering wheel. I yank it like it's nobody's business. And I just yank it completely off the hinges. And now this steering wheel is just loosey-goosey. But it is not turning anything. Ladies and gentlemen, we are sailing straight towards rocks and a pier. When I say rocks and a pier, I mean legitimate big old rocks that are holding up a pier that if we are going at this rate to hit these rocks, we are not only going to destroy this boat, we might not make it out of this in one piece, ladies and gentlemen. That is where we are at right now. So this boat is not going full speed because we were able to at least slow it down. But this boat is moving, right? This anchor that we have is not working. The steering on this boat is not working. We are in full panic. Now, luckily, white boy Sean was on the boat. Luckily, I was on the boat because Chris at this point was done. He was delirious. He was covered in a towel. He was sitting on the floor in the fetal position. He was no help at all. Donovan was so frustrated with not being able to get the boat moved. He didn't do much of anything either. I don't know what my other friends are doing on the boat. I'm not going to call them all out. But nobody else was doing much of anything. But 
Luckily, we found an oar. Now, I believe this is called an oar, one of those little paddle things you use to like paddle a boat. We were able to use the oar to like push us away from the rocks and kind of slow us down a little bit. But let me tell you guys, this was a struggle. And we were dealing with this for about 30 minutes to the point where another dog saw us and I believe it was another boating rental company. And they came and helped us out. The people that worked there, they came and helped us out. And they were like, oh, my gosh, you must be with so-and-so. They, they named the company. I don't even remember what. I think it was like Seaforth Boat Rentals or something like that. Don't ever, ever book with them. But he knew right away who we were with. Oh, you must be with Seaforth Boat Rentals. I used to work for them. That's why I quit. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this isn't great at all. So this is just happening. This is just happening all the time. At first, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, why me? Like, this must be a singular occurrence. But no. But no, this boating place is known. These are the menaces of the pier. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they have caused this to happen before. This wasn't the first time. The guy wasn't even surprised. He reels us in and gets us back, and then they send a boat to come get us. Now, luckily, we were able to get a full refund on the boat, and the boat was like six, $700. We were going to all split it up, right? Got a full refund on the boat. And like I said, we had a blast up until the very last moments. But ladies and gentlemen, yes, I almost didn't make it a week into 30. We were almost done for, we were done. And honestly, if you know anything about me, I don't really play with the water like that. Like I like the boat because I thought I'd be safe. I know how to swim, so I'm not gonna get too far. We're in a marina, so there shouldn't be too much wildlife. But let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I do not play with the water. I don't know what's in there. I don't mess with sharks, I don't mess with whales. I ain't trying to do none of that stuff. So let me tell you, that was not a fun experience for me. But at the end of the day, my boy was about to die. You can't let your friends die, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not the first time that I've had to save one of my friends from drowning. And it probably won't be the last. But it did make for a very eventful story. And now I'm able to share it with you guys on the Out of Character Podcast. On episode 38 of the Out of Character Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. Now, that was not it. That was not it. I did not stop in San Diego. Yes, I had a blast in San Diego, but I had one more trip in me. The following weekend, ladies and gentlemen, I went to Vegas to go see my Las Vegas Raiders at their season home opener, which was a super blessing. Now, my friend, he is involved with the Raiders. I ain't gonna give up too much business, but he's involved with the Raiders and was able to not only get me free tickets, but also get me on-field passes. So I was in my element. I was turned up. And even though the Raiders lost, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, what a way to spend my 30th birthday. And for me, maybe this is an ego thing, maybe it's a little narcissistic, but when I was at the game, I couldn't I couldn't help but have this overwhelming feeling where I was like, man, this is what I work for. These kind of moments and these kind of opportunities and you know, cause I mean, you work hard to even make connections to do things like this, right? Like, yes, this was just something that was given to me, but it felt like as if Dang, if I haven't done all of the great things I've done to this point, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have made the connections to be able to do things like this. And it really was like a full circle moment for me because it just was, it was a moment for me to reflect and be like, dang man, like, how dope is this? How dope is this? How dope are the things I've been able to do in my life up until this point? Up until 30 years. I haven't even seen my prime yet, my quote unquote prime yet, right? And I've had so much fun. I've gotten to do amazing things, countless things, and especially because of sports. 
Sports has allotted me opportunities, magical moments, and it's even currently allowing me to be able to look out for others. I've been able to get friends' jobs, loved ones' jobs, free tickets to things, like, you know, little things that maybe don't matter in the grander scheme of life, but for me are a big deal because they're just signs of all the hard work. And that's what we work hard for, right? To get those little signs, right? To get those little things where you know we can have those moments, pat ourselves on the back and just say, wow, look at how far I've come. And not only look how far I've come, but dang, what's coming next? Like how much more do I have to be excited for? Like this is what I'm doing at 30. I'm on the field at the most brand new stadium in the NFL, I'm on the field watching my favorite team screaming for my favorite team in a jersey, going through the tunnel that they went through. Those little moments, yes, I'm being a fanboy for sure, but those little moments, man, they mean so much to me because of all the hard work and grind it took to get to this point. We work hard in this life, right? We work very, very hard in this life, especially the older we get, especially around this 30 age range, right? This is like the precipice of the hard work. Like this is where we not only put our hardest work in, but really start to see all of that hard work, you know, materialize into all of the things we dreamed about and wanted out of life. And so, yeah, it was just dope, man. I say all that to say, man, I just feel so blessed coming into 30. I feel great, body feels great minds getting there you know what i'm saying like i feel like you know mental and emotional battles are always going to be something you know every day there's a new obstacle but let me tell you i feel amazing god has blessed me so much i feel strong in my faith i feel strong in christ and it just feels good and i'm just so grateful to see 30 years because i know a lot of people don't get to see 30 years right a lot of people don't get to see their son make it to first grade. A lot of people don't get to see their parents get older, get to see their family members fall in love and do all of these things. And I just, I feel so incredibly blessed. And shout out to everybody that's been with me along the journey, friends, family, ones that is there, ones that aren't there anymore. Like I, I could go on and on about all of the blessings that my first 30 years have a lot of me but let me tell you guys it just feels so good but i don't want to just talk about me on episode 38 right we don't just want to talk about me and my birthday there is actually things to talk about now ladies and gentlemen boston celtics have suspended their head coach Ime odoka for what they are saying was an inappropriate relationship within the organization, an inappropriate relationship. Basically, this brother was having an affair. If y'all don't know, Emi Odoka is married to the very beautiful, the very legendary Mia Long, and supposedly while they were separated, some stuff happened. I am not here to talk about the details. There is one thing I will not do. There is one thing I think is nasty, especially as a grown man. I will not talk about infidelity, man. I am not with none of that. I don't want the karma of it. I don't like it. Man, there's kids involved, there's families involved, there's love involved. I don't think it's ever cool to talk about a man cheating on his wife or vice versa. I don't think it's cool, I'm not here for all that. The only reason I bring this up is because I want to highlight the way that we covered this as media. And I say we because I am media. I love being a part of media. I've dedicated my entire life to media. So when I say media, I do mean me. I like to think that I am one of those good quote-unquote media members that you know say tries to live by a moral compass but i will still include myself in media media has done a disservice to emi udoka to nia long to their entire family and honestly just to this story because of the way they covered it now am i saying that this should have been hidden 
and kept under the rug? Not necessarily. I mean, it is news, right? And we don't know all of the details yet, right? Maybe there are some other things that happen that could be egregious. You know, they always try to say all of these things um, about the black man. But, you know, to me, you innocent until proven guilty, right? I'm going to give that to everybody. No matter your race, right? You innocent until proven guilty. But the way they covered this story was like, oh, my gosh, you would have thought E-May was doing just the worst things in the organization, but it was weird because he didn't get fired. He got a year's suspension. Now, if y'all know anything about America, especially corporate America, men and women are cheating each other left and right, right? That is not something that is new in this country. Infidelity is not something that is not ingrained within the fabrics of America. Like, it happens all the time. And a lot of times it's not something like, Anything we laugh about it, right? How many times have we laughed at Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian, right? How many times have we laughed at them and thought that was funny because he just keeps cheating on her, which is not funny, right? But, I mean, we make light of stuff like that all the time. But for some reason in this instance, when this brother, who was a first-year coach, who took his team to the NBA Finals, who was on the verge of probably making a few Finals runs and doing what a white coach before him was not able to do, all of a sudden, they destroy this brother and just throw fire at his feet. And the reason it really bothers me is because there's other things going on in sports for us to talk about. Particularly Brett Favre instilling millions and millions of dollars from welfare, I believe, in Mississippi. Now that's money that people really need, right? And he used it for like some sports facility or something like that. Now, I, I could pull up articles and all that, but it really hasn't been covered. We really haven't talked about it. It hasn't been on First Take. It hasn't really been all over ESPN. All that we want to talk about was Ime Udoka and him cheating on his wife who he was apparently separated with. So that's not even really cheating. That's just a grown man being a grown ass man. But we didn't talk about Brett Favre at all. And Brett Favre, I will say, and I think I've said this on this podcast, he's my favorite quarterback of all time. I love Brett Favre. There's, this is nothing against Brett Favre. But when you do something as egregious as that, it's still millions and millions of dollars for people that need it more than anybody. I think you at least need to be held accountable. I think we at least need to talk about it. You should be held in front of a jury of your peers like Emei was. But that didn't happen. And that is my problem with this. That is my problem with the way the media covered it. We have to be fair. How many times do you think white coaches have cheated on their wives and nobody cared at all? How many times do you think these white CEOs and owners have done crazy, crazy things and nobody better than I? It took the Phoenix Suns owner to do the most outrageous things countless times for us to say, you know what, maybe he shouldn't be an owner anymore. And even that isn't getting the proper coverage. I feel like that only got huge coverage because LeBron James says something. You know, LeBron James runs not only the NBA, but the media. So, so when LeBron James says something, everybody jumps, right? And thankfully he did because, you know, now he's selling the organization. He should not be an owner. There's no place for any type of bigotries. But ladies and gentlemen, we have to be fair. We have to cover these stories fair and we have to treat people fairly. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Emei's dealing with this after such a successful season. He was handed the keys and wasn't really supposed to do much. Tatum and Jalen Brown weren't supposed to be able to work out, but he made it work and the Celtics got better. So there was a good chance he was gonna win a championship this year. And now he is suspended for the entire year and won't be able to reap any of the fruits of his labor. And like I said, I don't know all the details. Maybe there is more to why this brother was suspended for a whole year. Like I said, I'm not really here to talk about the infidelity of it or the act because to me it's just nasty. I don't want to talk about a married man 
and him cheating on his wife or what have you. Like, that's none of my business. That's bad karma. I don't want to talk about it. What I'm here to say is that as media, we have to be very careful with how we cover athletes and coaches. Too many times black athletes and coaches get burned at the stake for things that we just look past for other races, other genders. It's not cool, man, and that's the only reason why I wanted to bring that up. I didn't like how that was how that was portrayed in the media. And please, especially men, stop talking about other men and their relationships. Stop talking about other men and their infidelities. That is not what we're supposed to do as men, as broadcasters, as media. Don't do that, bro. I'm telling you, because one day all of us going to be married. One day all of us is going to be in the spotlight, especially if we are in media. If we want our loved ones safe, especially especially the women in our lives. So just keep that in mind. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 38. Episode 38 of the greatest podcast in the world. Your mama's favorite podcast, my favorite podcast, the Out of Character Podcast. As always, I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for listening. Please subscribe, please share, please like, please follow, please do all of those things. We appreciate you. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Thanks for being here, family. Thank you for everything y'all do, keeping us going, keeping the Out of Character podcast going. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always fun hanging out with y'all. And one last thing on this email conversation. I feel like when things like this happen, y'all all run to hit me up. Just to point out that, oh, I thought black men didn't cheat. I thought black men didn't cheat. I thought black men didn't cheat. They don't cheat, okay? I can't explain what happened. We don't have all the details. All I know is what I know. All I know is the facts, people. Y'all keep coming at me for telling y'all facts, right? Like I, y'all, like I made it up or something like that. Like I just came up with this thing. Like I could come up with such a thing. I am not a fiction author. I can't come up with things like that. All I know is what I know. And as a black man, I'm here to tell you black men do not cheat. So stop using these little random clickbait stories to get off your agenda, okay? Why y'all got to come at us? Why can't black men not cheat? Why not? Why is that such a hard concept for y'all to get with? Why can't we put that in the atmosphere? Why can't we materialize it by saying it over and over and over again? Y'all sisters want to manifest everything else? Why don't y'all take y'all little rocks and gemstones and manifest a black man that don't cheat? How about that? Instead of putting negative energy into the universe. Instead don't do nothing for nobody. Y'all folks that's saying black men cheat are the same ones that got black fathers that have been married for 30 plus years. That have done nothing but take care of not only you, but your mama and your siblings. A black man, a faithful black man, and y'all still got the gumption to say black men cheat? Y'all got brothers, cousins, good, educated black men that show y'all time and time again how great and upstanding men they are, but y'all will be the first ones to on them and say black men cheat why why your daddy probably paying some of your bills right now and you want to talk about that brother ain't faithful i don't think so so ladies and gentlemen stop using these little singular occurrences to get your agenda off about how black men cheat we're not buying it it's not happening. Y'all can put that evil into the universe all y'all want. Let it go. It's not going to do anything to us. It is not going to work. We are going to rise above like we always do. Fellas, stay strong, stay vigilant, and stay faithful, brothers. Amen. Amen. I just had to get that one out there. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before I let y'all go, what a fun show it's been. 
We talked about some good things. We talked about my birthday. And I want to end the show with talking about expectations. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, expectations. What a word that is, right? As people, we expect a certain amount of money from jobs. We expect certain types of jobs, certain types of luxury. We expect certain things from friends, from relationships, from family. We always have expectations on how things are supposed to go. But very seldom in life do things go the way that we expect them to. So what happens when things don't fulfill your expectations? What happens when things don't go as planned? What do you do? Do you get disgruntled? Do you get upset? Do you get mad at that person that didn't match those expectations that you set for them? What happens? What happens in life when the things we expect to happen do not happen? And I think it's important to ask ourselves those things and be aware of how we deal with expectations not happening. Because let me tell y'all from where I'm at in my life, I can truly say I did not expect to be where I'm at at 30. If you would have asked 15-year-old me, shoot, 20-year-old me, where Brian would be at 30, it would not have been here, that's for sure, right? And that's not to say I'm not happy where I'm at. I feel like I have a lot of work to do, but like I said earlier, I have seen and done things I could never have imagined. Now, what if God only gave me what I expected? Would I have seen all these things? Because like I said, I could have never expected to be on a Spurs NBA court every night. I could have never expected to be going to all of these live events. I could have never expected to bring football back to St. Louis. All of these cool things I've gotten to do, right? I would have never expected that. So what if the Lord didn't give it to me? What if the Lord says, you know what? I'm going to give you exactly what you expect, exactly what you want. I couldn't even have dreamt some of those things. Would I have still been happy? Would I have been happy that he fulfilled my expectations? Or would I have been able to look back and see what I missed out on and said, dang, I should have just let you handle it. Lord, I should have just let you do your thing. What would you prefer? To me, ladies and gentlemen, i much rather let God take the reins and take over my life and keep guiding me. And I'm not saying this to be preachy. I'm not trying to do all that. It's none of that. What I'm saying is let go of these expectations, ladies and gentlemen. Let go of these expectations because it's not fair to you. It's not fair to your loved ones. It's not fair to people around you. And it kind of ruins the process because you expect this. You expect that. You want this to happen. You want that to happen. And I'm not telling you not to dream. I'm not telling you not to manifest. I'm not telling you to have expectations for your life. But what I'm saying is if you get too deep into those expectations, you fall too deep into them, you could lose focus on everything else that you are getting that exceeded your wildest dreams, your wildest expectations. We get too caught up in the rat race, and I do too. Too much of my 20s was worried about my expectations for myself. Boy, I used to say when I was 30, I was going to make my first million. Now, I still think I'm close. I don't know why I think I'm close, but I do still think I'm close. But, I mean, it didn't happen. But what I lack in wealth, man, did I not get back in experience, in love, in amazing stories, and in just an amazing and fun and exciting life, right? So what would I rather have had? 
a million dollars or all of the cool things I've done, right? I don't know. I, I still would like to think I'd rather be where I'm at right now. Because now I sit in a spot where, yes, I can have expectations that are sky high because I've done so much already. But I find myself sitting here being like, I don't really have any expectations. I'm more just excited to see what the Lord has next for me. And I hope I can stay in that mindset. Because ladies and gentlemen, enjoying the process, enjoying these moments, enjoying the path to your dreams and to the things you've expected of yourself and the expectations you've set for yourself, man, it's fun. There were so many moments in my 20s that I wish I could just go back and just be in the moment. Just live in that moment. Just bask in that moment. Because when these moments happen, they're gone. What do they say? Moments are fleeting, right? Once these moments are gone, it's just history. They're just memories. They're just paragraphs in a journal. They're gone after that. And there's so much I wish I could go back and just sit and enjoy. Whether that's just talks with my dad over expensive liquor and cigars. Whether that's just moments when I was on the football field or, you know, I was in college or when I was first starting in the business or when I was in radio. All of these memories you have, right? But they're just memories now. They're gone. What did you do within that moment of that memory? Did you appreciate it? Or were you too busy looking ahead or wishing you had more or thinking this wasn't what you needed or what you wanted? I think to me, that's been my biggest revelation in my 30s is, wow, this goes fast. I look at my son. He's seven already. He's not a baby anymore. He doesn't need me to hold him. He doesn't need me to change his diaper. And one day he's not going to need me at all, right? He's going to always love me. I'm going to always be his dad and have his back. But he's going to be a grown man one day doing his own thing. All of these moments that we have together are going to be memories. So what do we do in the moments, me and him together, to make the most of it, right? Our parents, our families, our relationships, our loved ones, what do we do in those moments to make them matter and count? That is something I pray I can focus on in my 30s. Live in the moment. Not be so stressed about the future. Not be so worried about the expectations I set on myself or the expectations I set on others. And really just live life to its fullest and be happy. And I think a part of that is going to go within my trust in God, right? Like, I don't know what you all believe in. I don't know what you all have faith in. But I know for me, I'm able to sleep a little more peaceful at night because I do fully believe that God got me. That all of this is not because me and I'm just some talented, gifted, masterful human, but because God had planned this for me from the minute I was conceived. And he said, these are the things Brian's going to do. I do feel I've had to work hard for it. I do feel I've had to earn these blessings. But I know this was all laid out before me. Too many things have happened. Too many quote unquote coincidences have happened for me to not understand that God got this. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you can find that kind of peace to just enjoy every day of your life, to not set expectations on yourself, to definitely not set expectations on others because it's not fair. When you do that, 
Sometimes it's harder to love people for who they are. Sometimes it's hard to love people unconditionally when you have expectations for them, when you expect them to be certain people, when you expect them to do things for you. It's not fair to yourself. It's not fair to them. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that I can continue without expectation and just enjoy every single day that I have while I'm here. I plan to be here a long time, so I plan to enjoy a lot of days, and I hope you can too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 38, episode 38 of the greatest podcast in the world. I am so happy to be here with y'all, man. I love every time I get in front of this camera, behind this microphone. No matter what I do in the business, this will always be my favorite part. This will always be my favorite thing to do, talking to you all and just opening up and venting to y'all, man. It's always so much fun. I am your host, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for being here on the show. Please subscribe, like, follow. If you are a Turner listener, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. We love you. We appreciate you. We ain't going nowhere. We gonna keep giving y'all episodes. We gonna keep giving y'all content. And as always, God bless.